I'm Reba. Okay. And this is a podcast. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've got a little game for you. Ooh. Let's call it... Do you want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? <laughs> call back. Let's call it Would You Rather. Okay. I have two questions for you. Kate Upton. No. They're not those kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I knew... That's what it sounds like, you know? But that's not that. Um, here's the first one. Kate Upton. Okay. Sorry. It's the more serious one. We, uh, as we mentioned last week, have not podcasted for like six weeks. So a lot has happened. And one of the things that has happened in that time is you got a pink slip. Peter Dinklage. Your annual pink slip. <laughs> and it was then rescinded. Indeed it was. Which was it was rescinded faster than previous years, correct? I had to wait until July 1st last year. Right. So here, here is my question for you. Would you rather get a pink slip in spring and have it be revoked in summer... Or not find out until, like, late summer that you're being laid off, but it's a guarantee. But it's a guarantee that I'm being laid off? Yeah, like, it's not going to be rescinded. Would you rather get the phony one and then have it taken away? Well, yeah, because I have a job. Well, but you don't have a job. I mean, when they get it, <laughs> take it away if I do. Well, yeah, but no, my question is about the timing. Would you rather go through this, you're laid off, no, you're not, yes, you are, no, you're not thing? Or just hear, like, once, like, you're laid off? I'd rather know earlier rather than later. Okay. So you don't mind the kind of being... It sucked last year. Like, I remember... I mean, it's, I, it's a shitty annual tradition to be it is. told you're going to need to look Although, for a job. Although, there were a lot of people that were that were pink-slipped last year that were not pink-slipped this year. So because it's good. they had more tenure? Or? Just because things were better this year than they were last year. Oh, okay. So I'm hopeful in that regard. Yeah. Um, and... I just remember last year when I would go jogging around my neighborhood, that's the only thing I ever thought about. It Like, the entire time I would run, I would just be thinking about our finances and, like, what's going to happen right. and losing our house. So that's what I'm thinking. It's like, sucks. why so have to go through that? Like, why think about that if you don't need to? Because if I'm waiting through summer, I know that there's going to come a point at which I'm going to find out one way or another. So I'm going to think about it that way anyway. Have you ever, while you were waiting, started looking for another job? No. Why not? Because you were... want another job? Well, right. But, like, what if it didn't get rescinded in July? Then I would look. Like, I mean, I'd use my little unemployment buffer. I mean, that was my plan last year. Use my little unemployment buffer and then try to find another job. But So when they give you the pink slip, is it, like, a tentative thing? And they're like, here's a pink slip. You'll know for sure in July? Or no, is the basically saying you will not be returning next year. Yes. And then, but you don't do it. But then we it. know that it's based on whatever agreement comes to term with the district and the union and all that stuff, and that there's a possibility that we'll come back. And, you know, the fact that there are people that were hired over a whole year after me that have come back right. each time. You're right. You know, I mean, with every year, you get safer, right? In theory, except for... I mean, it's based on seniority, right? It is, but it's not like they're hiring a whole bunch of new people every year. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Like so you're not gaining... Right. Um, but there are people retiring every year, right. you know? So as long as our numbers stay up in terms of attendance, in terms of, like, population, you know? If that, that's the scary part. If schools start downsizing, then that sucks, too. Because as much as I love having a job, I really like having a job at my school site. Right, right, right. And having to teach at a different school site would be a huge blow for me and would maybe even make it more likely that I would the next time around I would be looking more seriously at a different job interesting so you're saying your district would keep you but they would move you correct 
And there's a couple of teachers at our school that I might happen to because they they were on te- they got put on temporary contracts this year, which sucks because they're only a year after me. Mm-hmm. But their status got changed out of their control. And so there's a period where there are some schools that are downsizing. So if those so we have two empty positions at our school currently. And if people who are downsized at other schools choose to move into the two empty positions at our school, then those people at our school, when they get their jobs get back, bumped. have to get go somewhere else. And that would suck. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather... Okay, what if, what if hearing about it later was not necessarily a guarantee, but at least they know more? So instead of telling you in March you're laid off and telling you in July, no, you're not, they would tell you in July, like, hey, it doesn't look good. And then maybe in August, they're like, oh, just kidding. I mean, do you really need that much time if you're not even looking anyway? I would just, it just seems like I would rather they wait until they're really sure. It seems like they yeah. do it preemptively, like, oh, budget's not looking good well, this year. Well, because of legal stuff, they have to let you know by a certain time. Don't they if, only have to give you, like, 30 days no, or 60 if days? If they don't let you know by, like, April 15th or March 15th or something, then you're guaranteed a contract next year. Oh. That's is, what they have to is do. Is that, like, a time. union rule or something? I think it's a state. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I was just thinking about that one day, like, instead of being told I'm being laid off and then told I'm not, I would rather just be told I am when it was for sure. Well, I mean, maybe another way to look at it, would I rather have it how it is now, or would I rather have them tell me in November? In November that you're going to be laid off the following this September? Well, like, uh, right now I'm getting let, I'm finding out in March. Right. What if they let me know the November, you know, a few months before? Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, what, I mean... What, I, I think it sucks to know during the year because it... I mean, I'm a professional, but, like, it right, dampers right, right, your... exactly. Well, that, I think that's my whole thing. Like, why do you have to go through four months or two months or two weeks thinking, like, oh, crap, I'm going to lose my job, and what am I going to do, and yeah. what's the point of this, I've been a lot more optimistic yeah. about this year. I haven't really let it phase me at all, like right. it did last year. But you got a lot earlier yeah. notification, right. too. And that's why. I mean, I, I kind of knew... Things were going to be better this year, so yeah. I, it wasn't didn't stress me out as much. I don't know. It would be very stressful. I think. Well, I don't know. I can't say, but I I feel like I would just be like, you know, what, I just, I'm I'm I'll quit. I'm just going to find something. Well, else. like you're. It's gonna, hard. I mean, I've done this for seven years. Like, what other? I mean, the job market isn't great right now. Right. And what thing. other jobs? I mean, I'm a smart person. Right, cable person. But what other, what kind of jobs? Like, I feel if like, I apply for a job at your work, yeah. would I get hired? No, never. Yeah, you could. Anyone could. <laughs> um, obviously, anyone could. Um, could I be your boss? <laughs> I don't know. About yeah, you probably could. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Just oh, I think that argument is made a lot um, with government employees. Is that they go through all these furloughs things and. and threaten layoffs, and what it does is the people who can go get another job do, and the ones that can't are the ones they're stuck with, you know, but this this that, whole tug-of-war is what drives the people... Is what makes us less efficient? Right. The people that are qualified to work in the private sector or do something better are like, you know what, I thought, you know, I watched West Wing a lot, I thought government service was for me, but these furloughs and layoffs suck, I'm going to go get hired by, you know, IBM and make four times as much. Right. And the people you get, are the people that are left, are the people that do nothing and, you know, just sit around. Hmm. Like teachers. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, okay. So my other would you rather is yeah. much more lighthearted. Good. 
Uh, would you? I, I mean, I don't mind that question as much because I know I have a job this year. You know, right? But a year ago, right. you would still be in limbo. Oh, I would, and I'd be depressed. Yeah. I think the whole thing I was thinking about was just getting rid of that limbo because that seems unnecessary and like mean. Kind okay, of. Okay, I have to. I have to interrupt because okay. I had a random train of thought like thing. I watched this TV show. You've probably seen clips of it on the Soup. It's freaking hilarious. I recorded two episodes. Watched them with Amanda. It's like her new favorite show. What is it? Total Blackout. I've never heard of it. Okay. You watch The Soup? Uh, Sporadically? Rarely, yeah. So, it's a show hosted by Jaleel White. Hmm. Yeah. It's super low budget. Like, the winner... doesn't even count as black. The winner gets $5,000. Right. And they've got these four contestants, and basically what they do, it's kind of Fear Factor-ish, but not really. Um, They have them walk into this room, and it's complete darkness. They can't see anything. Right. But they... We have, like, night vision, so we can see what they're doing. And they have to identify things using their other senses. So they're like, sometimes they have to touch with their hands and identify what it is. Sometimes they have to use their mouth or or a sense of smell to identify things. So, so does someone just come up to them and like hold a plate of sweat well, in front of them? Like, it's like, in, it's like in these containers. Oh. So there was one where there was like mice yeah. in one and they had to touch it and like it's so funny they move forward and, like any little thing they go ah! like freak out it's really hilarious right. to watch from our viewpoint because we can see like they're not even close to anything and they're freaking out and there was one that was like a human head it's like a guy had his like little mohawk and it was like just upright and you just had his head there and they were like touching and stuff and there was one that was a beanie and it had a little poof on top like a snow you yeah, know yeah 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 and they were touching, like, freaking out, what is this? <laughs> it was really awesome. So weird. And then there was one, the smell one was hilarious, because there was, like, a dirty sock and cheese, and someone's bare ass was in there. And so this Like dude, a live person just yes, standing there with their yes. ass? Oh, no. <laughs> it was blurred out. But this guy, this, like, super flamboyant gay guy, he sticks his nose in there, he's like, it's like, oh, I'm, uh, Mike? I'm, <laughs> he's like, I know this smell. <laughs> That's awesome. And then he keeps doing it, and he's like, ah, oh, that smells like ass. And it goes, ding. <laughs> he's like, no way. What channel is this on? It's, uh, what channel is it on? Um, sci-fi? See, this is the problem. It's like, pretty funny. In the old days, there were three channels, right. and your shows had to be good. Right. You know. It's, and now there's 500. It, and we it. watched two episodes, and it's funny. This feels like a show, like kind of like Wipeout, that's only going to be funny for a little while, because right. then it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. One of the things I do like is... They're going to keep going back to the ass well. <laughs> probably. Um, when they eliminate people, because it's basically like whoever mm-hmm. identified the most things, or if they're tied, the least amount of time that it took them. It's not like, and the losing person is, and you wait. After wait. this message. Right. Yeah. They, they're all standing there, and there's like this square space in front of them, and it's got like the logo or whatever. And at the same time, they all jump. And whoever loses, it gives way and they fall through this hole. Is it still in the dark when they do this? No. But but still. Yeah. So they all jump at the same time and three of them like land and they're like, oh, I'm safe. And the other person goes, ah. How can they do it? Like, what well, if, I mean, there's probably like a pad under there or something. No, I know. Like, what if they don't jump far enough and like get partway and bang their head? Or, I don't I'm know. Just, I'm thinking from the... I'm... You're right. The legal standpoint. Lawyers have yeah. yeah but, it's, that's it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, you should at least watch an episode. There was one where they had to it's test with their mouth. Blackout? Total blackout. Total blackout. I feel like all the people should be blackout. It should be on BET or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, a dance party. Tyler Perry's Total Blackout. <laughs> there was one where they had to use their mouth to, to see, figure out what it was, and it was a toilet seat. It was a hot dog. Yeah. 
There was one... Okay, circumcised... So there was one woman who, like... She was like, I'm just gonna go to town with my mouth here. And she was like... You were like, this girl gives a mean beach. And then there was this other woman who was from Russia. And she was like 45, but she was... She kept it together pretty good. Okay. Um... When you look too close, she kind of looked like Grace a little bit, so that was concerning. <laughs> but, like, physically, she she was like, you're like, there's no way she's that old. That's she's good. Like, anyway, you could tell she never goes down that road. Mm. She would be, like, like really very hesitant to use her mouth at all. So you have to use your mouth for this thing. So it's very interesting to, uh, to look at their, to identify their proclivities based on their actions. That's delightful. Yeah. Total blackout. Anyway, so you're it's talking not, about... It's not unrelated to my next Would You Rather question. Excellent. Would you rather be sold into white slavery or black slavery? What do you mean? Well, white slavery is like forced prostitution, right? Is it? <laughs> I've is heard that? that term white slavery before. You've never heard that? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, some, you know, some girl was sold like, to, a, like in to Taken? a sheik in Saudi Arabia. Like Taken with Liam Neeson? I've never seen it. It's, it's actually... Possibly. For movies that like look like they're going to be crap and have a one-word title like that that yeah. sound lame, it was actually really No, bad. I want to see it, but it was really Rachel good. saw part of it and was like, oh, I won't watch that. Mm. And, so, and Amanda, Liam Neeson, she's all on that. Really? Yeah. She, Battleship coming up with Liam Neeson and Riggins from Friday Night Lights and Eric from True Blood. And based on a... We're going to have to... Not even a board game? It's going to be... A nautical peg-themed game? She's going to need her own aisle. That's gross. Um, and I'm going to need goggles. So, white slavery meaning snorkel. forced prostitution, or black slavery meaning hard labor, you know? Mm. Forced prostitution for a guy. Right. I'm going to go with that, because mm, I... It no? doesn't necessarily mean you're with a woman. Ooh. Yeah. See, that's what I... Yeah. I mean, I'm not like... I don't know. I'm picturing like... Pick cotton for 22 hours a day, but I'm not saying that I'm going to be bought by some super attractive woman, but I feel like... Picture Ron Jeremy living in a tent in Saudi Arabia. Black slavery. (laughs) Well, but that's no picnic either. I'd take it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Then I can sing, uh... Spirituals. <laughs> Negro spirituals. Come well, on. And plus you get like, I guess I could do that while Ron Jeremy is boating me. <laughs> I'm going to be plowed by the hedgehog. But, uh, the other thing, the other good thing about black slavery, I feel, is, uh, and I, I'm sorry to just utter that phrase, but like... Plowed by the hedgehog? No. Good, good thing about black slavery. I think plowed uh, by the hedgehog is more words than The dude. good thing about that would be you're working in the sun, so you're going to get like muscles and a tan. Right? Yeah. So if yeah, you yeah. were to ever be emancipated, like you can and some pretty mean scars, probably you could do all right. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, the white slavery, you're just gonna have like severe anal trauma and and <laughs> memories you can't get rid of. All right, let me ask you this: If I go pick white slavery, what percentage chance do I have that it will not be homosexual? Zero. Sex? <laughs> okay, I mean, then I'm going black slavery. Pick, what, what woman is like hiring a a, a prostitute man for slavery. Uh, Jane, Jane Lynch. <laughs> Angela Lansbury. <laughs> she just wants Judith to... Judith Light. Yeah, exactly. I still choose black slavery. <laughs> uh, so those are my would you rather questions. Okay. Charming. <laughs> yeah. It's the last time I ask you for content. Alright. I have a, not really would you rather, but you have, a two, you have two choices here. Okay. It's very random. Um, 
This is film. Okay. Okay. More. Would I, would I rather film you in white slavery? <laughs> more successful, overall successful film actor. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, or am I, like, you have their box office totals and I have to guess? In your opinion. Okay. I think when we start, you're going to see one answer is obvious. And I'm going to maybe try to convince you that it's not. Okay. Is one of them going to be Nick Cage? Yes, it is! Oh, God. That's who I started with. Okay. And I had to try and think of another one that would be somewhat comparable. Action star but, like, has been in a bunch of stinkers in addition to the good ones. Mm. Bruce Willis. Ooh. Interesting. Now, is this who do I feel, like, career-wise is more successful, or who do I bet, like, on paper, on box office is more successful? Who, who do you, in your opinion? Bruce Willis has been in stinkers, but he is not... He'll say no to a job. Nicolas Cage, I feel like, has two or three movies uh, a year, and they're all shit. I, and I feel that Bruce Willis has been in some Hudson Hawks and some Last Boy Scouts, but he... That person likes Last Boy Scouts. Well, he... Uh, but, uh, whole nine yards, whole ten yards? Yeah, exactly. No, he's been in some bad movies. Um, what was the one where he wore glasses and was supposed to be like a nerdy professor or something? I didn't know that. I, yeah. So, yeah, he's been in some bad movies. But he's he's not like... Just constantly putting out drivel. And in fact, I feel like he could have a good career in, like, cameo-type roles or something. Or, you know, like, halfway through some movie, they're like, we've got to go see the old, you know, boss that knows everything, and it's him-type thing. You're like, oh, sweet, it's Bruce Willis. Versus Nicolas Cage is just... I feel like he was in a couple good movies early on, and, and he's just become this joke of this guy that just signs on to any movie and gets paid, you know... Tens of millions of dollars, and they're crappy. I think you hit on what could be a key point. I don't think Nicolas Cage has ever done a non-starring role. And I wouldn't be excited to see, if he was a cameo or whatever. I wouldn't be like, oh, sweet. I'd be like, oh, I don't uh, know. I think it might be cool. Like, think about when Tom Cruise was in um, Blackface Forever Danger. Yeah. yeah. What is that movie? Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. That was cool to see a leading man in a non-leading man role. Right. And the fact that Nicholas Cage never does that, he would—he seemingly would rather do a major role in a crap movie than a you know more sidekicky or side role in a, in a right. good movie. You know, that's like when Bruce Willis did Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. He wasn't necessarily the main character. Right. But, but that was a good role for him. When he appeared in Ocean's 12, I thought that was a cool cameo. You may have hated it because you hate the Ocean's 12. Was, he, was it in the Ocean's 12? Julia Roberts? He thought Julia Roberts was Julia yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ocean's 12 was horrible. Uh, and I liked Ocean's 11 and 13. Yeah. FYI. Uh, no, Bruce Willis, I would say, if I'm going just in my opinion... The Jackal, Mercury Rising, the, Armageddon, the, the Siege. Was, okay. Wait, wait. Stop. The whole nine no, yards. No, 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 no. Disney's the kid. You gotta slow down. Hearts War. Tears of the Sun. Tears of the Sun. Of shit. Okay, I never saw it. Jackal was good. We saw it in San Diego, didn't we? Just because we saw it doesn't mean it was good. But it was good. No, you saw Godzilla. Yeah. I'm not saying it was good because we saw it. I'm saying it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, Mercury Rising. I never made it all the way through. It was crap. What was the next one? Armageddon. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies. 
Okay, but see, that's on the that's on par with Nicolas Cage in a lot of the stuff he's done, though. Yeah, well, The Rock is a great movie. Yeah, but Con Air is shit. I kind of like Con Air. Ghost Rider is shit. Okay, that and is for sure. Uh, Gone sixty seconds was not that great. It had moments. Let me ask you this: Which ones won an Academy Award? Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. but it was for what? Raising Arizona or Leaving Las Vegas? It was oh, a dramatic right. role. I thought it was one of his, like, earlier, earlier ones. Uh, he also received a lot of acclaim for adaptation. Did you ever see that? Uh, maybe. I feel like I did. Also? Face Off. Face Off? Oh, that's true. Face Off was good. But he's horrible in it. Face Off was good because John Travolta was so good. Really? I thought Moonstruck? so. Moonstruck? He wasn't that good in that. He wasn't... Amos and Andrew? It's actually pretty good. I never saw that. Samuel L. Jackson. He wasn't in Moonstruck very much, I don't think. He was like the neighbor that was in love with Cher or something. Okay, this I mean, movie, I've never seen that shit. <laughs> this movie got a lot of shit. I didn't hate it. City of Angels. Oh, no, it was horrible. I never saw 8mm. I did, and it was horrible! Yeah. Even before he was known for making horrible movies, he was making horrible movies. Snake Eyes? Snake Eyes wasn't horrible, but okay. it, was, it was pretty bad. The Family Man? I actually kind of liked that movie. I never saw Even it. though I think Tay Leone is a dude. Some people like Wind Talkers. Never yeah. saw it. Uh, adaptation, very, very good. I really liked him in Matchstick Men. Did you ever see that? I did, and I was very I disappointed. Was, really? I, I thought remember, he was great in that. I remember from the trailer and the plot, and Sam I was Rockwell, like, this will be great. great. And I thought he killed it with that. I thought he was really good. I've never been a fan of National Treasure movies. Never saw them. But those were popular. Popular doesn't mean good. Yeah, Paris that's popular. Or was. I don't um, know. Kick-Ass was actually a surprisingly good movie. Never saw it. And then we get to the most recent ones. The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Season of the Witch, Drive Angry, Ghost Rider 2. In every movie, does he just play some sort of demon ghost fire beast? Have you seen Andy Samberg's Nicolas Cage? No. Okay. That's another thing we're going to watch when we're done this podcast. In the most recent Night Live, he does in, like, Get Into the Cage, where he plays Nicolas Cage, and it's him and Liam Neeson. It's actually Liam Neeson. Hmm. And he's basically, he's talking about battleship. He's like, okay, you know, you guys are on these battleships and you are, you know, attacking these aliens. How am I not this movie? Like, you know, like, he does a really good, like, right. over-the-top Nicolas Cage thing. Anyway. Nicolas Cage um, is horrible. Let me tell you, okay, do you know any names of the children of Bruce Willis? Rumor? Mm-hmm. Scout. Tallulah? And Tallulah. Let me tell you Nicolas Cage's kids' names. Ready for this? Yeah. Weston. Okay. I like it. Good hotel. Call L. Boom. Winner, Cage. He named his kid after Superman. That's horrible. That's awesome. Well, do you know Nicolas Cage's lineage? Yeah, Coppola. He's a Coppola. How about this? Former wives. Demi Moore? Yeah. Former wives of Nicolas Cage? Roseanne Arquette or something? Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. Roseanne Arquette, bad. Patricia Arquette, pretty hot. Really? Uh, from 95 to 2001, she was pretty hot. Yeah, okay. Lisa Marie Presley. No, yeah. she's not hot. That's getting some, uh, getting some Michael I, Jackson I feel like vibes Priscilla there. Presley is hotter than Lisa Marie That's Presley. That's probably true. Um, yeah, Academy Award winner? Call L. Look at that face! <laughs> no, I want to take that face off. <laughs> no, you, are, so are you arguing to me that Nicolas Cage is more successful of an actor or better? Uh, don't get me wrong. Love Die Hard. Love Pulp Fiction. 
Red. Never saw it. Oh, you gotta see it. Okay. It's great. But what else Bruce Willis? Uh, Moonlighting. Bruce Willis? Yeah. Bruce Willis was the Oh, right, right. I was thinking Moonstruck. No. I'm, yeah, I, I, tried to, I, tried to, I tried to just say movies, but okay. you're right. I guess you have to include that. Um, Die Hard. Uh, 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 loaded Weapon 1 cameo? <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good cameo. Um, See, that's the thing. Nicolas Cage, if he, if he turned the page... And stopped taking himself so seriously. Did some funny, poking fun at himself right. cameos and non-starring roles. Uh, you know, in Kick-Ass, he was a non-starring Is role. there any way he still takes himself seriously? He <laughs> makes, That's the joke, though, isn't it? He makes four that, movies a year. They, they make money, but they're just crap, and everyone... But it seems like he takes himself seriously. And that's the thing. How can you? Well, because you're a mega-millionaire movie star? I guess. I think if, if we saw him... In a different light, where he was willing to poke fun at himself more, I think I would gain an infinite amount of respect. Like if he hosted Saturday Night Live, Live or something. Well, has he ever hosted? Yeah, Oswee He was Oswee Jones. Nicholas Cage. Right? That was that was Nicholas Cage. I thought that was like a Baldwin's Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Checkmate, Oswee <laughs> No. Yes. I bet there's some other good ones from that episode, too. Ozweepe. He needs to do it now, though, because back then he wasn't as big as, you know. He was more of a star. I mean, The, I guess. I like the Rock was an excellent movie. Right. right. Mostly because of Vanessa Marcel. Was oh, exactly. But it was still a... And in love with Nicolas Cage. He's yeah. got to get points for that. Yeah. What it did Bruce, have Sean Connery. What are Bruce Willis's leading ladies? Let's be I mean, fair. Bonnie Bedelia or whatever? Like, you know. Who? The guy, the girl that was uh, the wife in no, the first two diehards. Who are you talking? Who are Bruce Willis's oh. leading ladies? Amanda Peet. Yeah. No. Uh, the French chick from Pulp Fiction. I want to have it put. I haven't seen that in a long okay. time. Amelia um, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, it's not bad for him. Mm. Um, what's that kid? Damn it! I wish I. Could. Yeah, I hate that I could not say it right. Haley Joel Osment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Bruce Willis has done some dramatic w- roles that worked. Yeah. Has Nicolas Cage? He won a freaking Oscar! <sighs> For what? For sitting around playing acoustic guitar and doing heroin or something in Vegas? Whatever the movie was? People, uh, people have won an Academy Award for less true. than what he did in that film. True. true. Uh, also, Elizabeth Shue. Mm, Thank true. you. Nothing wrong with that. For the win. Yeah. That's true. Alright. He's had better leading ladies, but I still... I still. Who would you rather... If you were... At the okay. very least, it's closer than you would think. Uh, but here's the thing. If you walked up to the cinema, and, you know, you didn't have a movie in mind, like, the man is like, let's go to the movies, and you get there, and they're showing two movies, a Nicolas Cage movie and a Bruce Willis movie, which do you pick? You've not seen a trailer, you've not heard of these movies. Of course movies. I go see the Bruce Willis movie. Thank but, you. Thank I didn't you. see Expendables, but... It, was, it wasn't that good. Was he in that? I think he had a small cameo. Yeah, it wasn't that good. I'm not talking about just now. I'm talking about the whole enchilada. Well, in 1995, you go to the cinema and there's two movies, Nicolas Cage and Bruce Willis, who do you pick? I think I might have gone with Nicolas Cage back then. Really? Dude, when he hit the trifecta with Rock, Con Air, and Face Off... Yeah, I liked Con Air. It had a lot of stars. We need to find it out. It was super cheap. Put the money back in the box. Is yeah. is really terrible, we but it's to, enjoyable terrible. We need to find out what Bruce Willis was doing from like 95 to 98. Got it. Or whatever that right era here. was. I love that picture of Nicolas Cage. 
because... 95 yeah, to 98. I agree with you that Con Air... Or Rock Die Hard with a Vengeance. Was good. Was very good. I loved it. Four that. Rooms, 12 Monkeys. No, no, no. Last Man Standing. No. Oh! This. Last Man Standing was good! Beavis and Butthead to America. Very good. Last Man Standing Fifth Element, was good, The Jackal, Mercury Rising, Armageddon, The Siege. That was kind of the peak. Dude, the mid-90s. Pretty freaking great. What was the siege? The siege with Denzel Washington yeah, and Annette Bening? Oh, I like that movie. He got he a Razzie like Award for the worst actor in Mercury Rising, Armageddon, and... Oh, I guess it was maybe for that whole year he got it. Dude, Armageddon is a good movie. And anyone who doesn't cry during Bruce Willis is like... I know if you know I didn't cry, asshole. Tyler, you know I didn't cry? Why? You told me in advance that he died. <laughs> Wait, I yes, like, in that and in Devil's Advocate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I thought I told you in advance that you did. Okay, both of them. Yeah, oops. you're a dick. Oh, we did forget. This was the era before spoiler. We did forget Color of Night, which we watched at your house. Oh, and that was horrible. Yes, and that was Bruce Willis. Yes, it was. And also was the girl, Madeline Stowe or something. Also. The voice of Mikey in Look Who's Talking. I don't know that that's a good one for. Uh, 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 think about it. Think no, about that's it. good. That's good. Think about Wait, it. In the first, the first Look Who's Talking, right? Uh, and two. Well, no, but I'm saying the first mo- the first one was good. He was also pretty crappy. I liked the movie, but he was pretty crappy in Death Becomes Her. Maybe that's one where he had glasses that? and he was yes. to see. Yeah. Yes, with Goldie Hawn with the and whole uh, Meryl Streep. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, no, I like that movie. No. He was not good. Striking Distance? No, I never saw it. Wait, is that the one where he's on the boat with Sarah Jessica Parker? Yes, it is. Oh, I was thinking that was Mercury Rising. And Dennis Farina and Tom Sizemore? I think Mercury Rising was the one with the little kid. Oh, he's got like the codes or whatever? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I think the little kid was Boys Have Penises, Girls Have Vaginas Kid. Haley Joel Osment? No. Kid who like became a psycho later. It is him. Marilyn Manson? Uh, Miko Hughes. Oh, oh, Miko Hughes? Uh, he was Gage in Pet Cemetery. Oh. Oh, Gage. And the kid in Kindergarten Cop. Maybe that's where Robert got the name. Uh, that worries me if that's the case, because that kid was psycho. Apparently he was the uncredited radio DJ in Tropic Thunder. They would bring it back. Bookends. Anyway. Uh, I still gotta go, I guess I gotta go Bruce Willis. Okay. I'm just, I just wanna say, it's closer than you thought, probably. It's closer than I would have thought in the the rock era that you mentioned, in the late 90s going to the movies. But today, there's no question. And I feel that Nicolas Cage has dug himself such a hole of shit that even if it was like, oh, this is way, like, you'll never believe it's Nicolas Cage is so good, I'd be like, eh, I'm done. America likes comebacks. True. Let me ask you this. Speaking of comebacks... Mm-hmm. I didn't do that on purpose, I promise. Okay. I'm looking over at your bookcase. Yep. And on top of your bookcase... Yep. Fuel Hauser? Nope. Oh. I see a DVD set of Dallas. Yep. Did you know that Dallas, the TV show, is returning? Oh, hell yeah, I did. I'm going to tell you something that might shock you. Okay. You're looking forward to it. I never watched Dallas. Oh, that doesn't shock me. Okay. It was on in the 80s. Okay. We were kids. I didn't watch it in the 80s. I was an L.A. law guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm I'm a dynasty. more St. Elsewhere, kid. Falcon Crest was really my I mean, my kid. grandma watched it. I think my mom may have, but you know, yeah, I never watched it in the 80s. Okay. It, tell me, tell me. Sell me on Dallas. 
It's uh, any type of like. Uh, I just thought you were going to say Patrick Duffy. In Patrick Duffy naked in the shower. <laughs> uh, any like soap opera, you know, the rich, powerful family that has troubles, you know. It, like the Walshes? Well, no, more like the Kelly and the Steves and stuff. Oh, okay. You know, the Walshes were the, the poor people You're that right. moved there. They were the. They were the, the, the eyes into the world of, mm. you know, Kelly's beautiful, but her mom's a coke addict. And Steve's a uh, good-looking man, but his ma, his dad's not in the picture. He's into Corvettes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, you know, rich people, you know, so they're powerful. They have money. They can do whatever they want. But there's also, uh, uh, they have their problems and the drama and the soap opera stuff. I am looking forward to it. I enjoy that it has Patrick Duffy and, and some of the older people with these new Larry Hagman? Kids. Yep. Which I didn't realize he was still alive, because um, he was in Primary Colors and looked like near on death's door. Yeah, uh, I hope it's not like the new Nine Two One Zero that I also looked forward to because it was going to have Kelly and Brenda and whatever, and it was just so horrible. Say about the new class, exactly. That just had screech, Mister Belding. Right? Like you knew that was going to be crap. The new Nine Two One Zero was like it. New Nine Two One Zero had Lucille Bluth. And it had right. Kelly and Brenda and Dylan or something making, like, appearances or whatever. And Yesterday at school there was a kid who was wearing a tank top, and I don't think he had an earring, but it looked like it. And I was like, oh, that kid's hot. Oh, my God. He, I think he's wearing his David Silver Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Was he rapping? Was, pretty was he white rapping? <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what's the premise of this new TV show? So, the new TV show is, in the old TV show, uh, Patrick Duffy and Larry Hagman are brothers, and they both had kids, and so the new one is, like, their kids, and they were always, like, fighting for control of the family right. company and whatever, and so the new one is, like, their kids are so the they're same like, fights or whatever. Okay, so they're, like, the old dudes now. Yeah. And I feel like Patrick Duffy is younger than Larry Hagman. I, I hope. No? I mean, he was the younger brother or whatever, you know. Um, I felt like he could have been his son. But that's not the case, right? I don't know. We have to we have to look up the age difference. But it, it's not in the show. They're brothers. They're brothers. Rachel Rachel enjoys the Patrick Duffy. Even present day Patrick Duffy. Oh. So I hope that when I get older, I, I have... I feel like you bumped Amanda for Liam Neeson. I, I hope I have silver hair and a perm when I'm... I also hope that. An older man and Rachel will be into me still. Yeah. Why wouldn't she be? Mm, and Jordana Brewster. Ooh, that's... I enjoy the gym. I do. Jordana Brewster. I do. She's on the new Dallas. I feel like somebody... I feel like when Cat Pity was at Yale, Jordana Brewster was at Yale, and they had like a mutual friend. Mm. I feel like she gave me some Jordana Brewster dirt. Sort of like how Nini had Like she, was, she smoked all the time and was kind of a bitch. <gasps> Shocking, I know. Yeah, I know. But what about Jordana Brewster? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Cat. if you're listening... <laughs> Well played. <laughs> uh, no one's listening. No. Least of all her. She's got to be too busy, right? Yeah. Three boys. I can't imagine. Yeah, you can. Oh, right. Um, last thing. I wrote on here Mangina Monologues. Mmm. I don't know why I did it, but it made me think we're going on a road trip. We the are. The road trip in a couple of weeks. Tripping the road fantastic. For the first time since 2004. Has it really been that long? Yep. Was that when we made the video? It was no, the year after the video. It was the year after the video. Are you going to make a video again? We could. Who's got a video camera? I do. You do, daddy-o. I do. I've never used it. <laughs> sorry, Molly. <laughs> Time to start. <laughs> sorry, Molly, but you're not doing anything that impressive. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, we could. 
You know, I would love to, because I love the, the Road Trip video from 2003. Hell yeah. Uh, but I feel like, if I'm sitting there like, oh, let me get out the camera, it's too staged. Like, the other one was just... Remember, Robert was really good at, exactly. at blending Robert would just yeah. have it sitting on the table while we're at breakfast or whatever, and it would capture something, yeah. or, or we expected it from, like, Robert. And I feel... I feel like with me, it's like trying to trap lightning in the bottle, or trap. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll trap what happens. drivers hitting forties in the bottle. Maybe you just get a lot of footage and we cut it into something that comes out well. I, you know, I am looking forward to it. Initially, I was like, oh, it would be more fun, like to rent a house and you and Amanda and Alex and Laura and Phil and Allison and you know me and Rachel, like we all go or whatever and think. But, but I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. It's, it's time. And we'll podcast while we're there. We will, hopefully. Hopefully. If we can rent the mobile equipment. Yeah. And those will be called the Manjana Monologues. Yeah, they will. All right. And that will be a podcast. That's a podcast. Yeah.